You're listening to... What's the name of this show? Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Source Radio. Brett screwed Brett. This is Hold one. Arm drag. I did it for The Rock. Bishop, you turn the camera off and I'll be naked when you come back. Yahtzee. You're welcome. Go ahead, one, two, three, count the Wrestling Source Radio. My next guest is a rapper and a professional wrestler. He has a new tune which is coming out called Someday. Coming out on May 22, and he's the king of sneaky style. It is a hello and welcome to Rocky Romero. How you doing? Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We're just talking off air about uh, isolation life with this COVID-19. A few weeks back, I guess we could say you broke the internet with a uh, TikTok video, dressing up in all your Lucha Libre (laughs) stuff uh, while your wife was busy working at home. Yeah, I really pissed her off for real with that one. But uh, (laughs) she, uh, I I kept asking her to do TikTok videos with me because I was kept, you know, just nothing to do, right? So TikTok started, you know, that's a deep dive once you start that thing, and. and I uh, just got into it, and, and then she actually came up with the idea. She was like, oh, you should do this trend of, like, you know, because uh, it's kind of true. Like, you know, she's, like, working, you know, at the at the at at our table there, and I'm, like, all over the place and just how I am, you know. So, like, I'm working on, like, ten different things and singing and playing with the dogs and, you know, like, my that's kind of how my day is. You know, I don't really have a set schedule usually. So, um you know it was bothering her so she thought oh you should do something and then i got the idea of doing it with the luchador and creating the the uh, the entrance you know so i yep. think that's what really kind of set the set the the pace for it and just kind of really put it over was the entrance so uh it was fun to make though and and yeah it's still growing it's on tiktok it's like almost at a half a million uh hits and then um yeah on twitter it was like you know, 200 something thousand. It was, it was crazy. The response was really great for it. So it's not going to be Rocky uh, Romero, the uh, wrestler or the rapper. It's going to be, hey, are you that guy from TikTok? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, um, you got a much better TikTok game than me because I basically have a TikTok for my three cats. So uh, I think, yeah, um, I haven't uh, activated mine or played around with my TikTok for quite some time. But uh, um, especially in this ISO time, everyone's getting very creative. And I guess I guess that leads to uh, the new track, which you're releasing on May 22. Absolutely loving it. Uh, someday. Here's a little bit of a sneak peek. <laughs> Just a taste there, that is Someday, uh, coming out May 22 there. Like I said, absolutely loving it. Got a bit of an Aussie influence on this. I believe there's an Aussie uh, producer from Tasmania, Glass? Yeah, correct, Glass. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, we kind of became friends uh, online. We've, we've, ever, we've never met in person or anything like that, but we, uh, we just kind of started working together through a mutual friend, uh, another rapper, and um, he kind of introduced us. And we could, we just kind of like texting each other and kind of hit it off, you know, and, and uh, he's like, let me send you some tracks. So, he's, you know, he sent me a track um, that he did. It's actually called New Japan and uh, it's with Kensei Abe and, and they asked me to do it on the remix. So I did the remix for him and it turned out dope. I don't think he's released it just yet because I think he's putting together his own album, but um, I'm excited about that. And 
started playing around with some of the tracks that he sent me and the beats and started writing to him. And I wrote like maybe three songs in like three days. I don't know. just was really feeling what, you know, his beats and stuff. So, uh, we just started vibing and now we, you know, we, he said, you know, why don't we do an EP? Cause you're kind of just like pumping out these tracks. And I was like, that's cool. And then, uh, some days the first one, uh, that will be, that'll be from that, that EP. It'll probably be about you know, six songs or so. So, um, we just got a, another wrestler, Trey Miguel, uh, from Impact. He's gonna make an appearance on on one of the songs, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. I'm I'm like super excited for it. But yeah, the first track is someday comes out May 22. Um, it's kind of like I feel like a good like a vibe that kind of represented what was going on, you know, like for everybody in this whole kind of isolation type feel. You know, it's a hip hop song, but it's not like uh, hyper energetic type of hip-hop song you know it's kind of more lo-fi kind of chill and um i don't know i, I think it, it, we're also working on a video that i think represents uh kind of what we've all been going through over the last couple months you know and how much does wrestling i guess with this particular ep but in general how much does that influence the music you know usually it it uh influences the music heavily because i like to put myself in a sub a subgenre called wrestle rap I, you know, usually it, it has to do, you know, most of the songs that I'm making has to do with, um, with wrestling or, you know, really for the, a wrestling audience. But uh, this, you know, this is the first time that I tried to get out of that and not really um, go after the wrestling audience. Obviously, you know, they're a part of my following, but I, I'm, you know, I'm really trying to market it towards people who kind of like that, uh, you know, that cloud rap kind of lo-fi hip hop uh, sound and uh, just trying to get out of. Uh, just doing, uh, you know, that wrestle rap music. So that cl- the whole EP is going to pretty much reflect that, uh, minus maybe the song with Trey, because um, that's more of like a wrestling kind of trap song. So, um, but uh, but yeah, usually. But now this is a uh, this is a chance, hopefully, to you know pick up some new fans that aren't necessarily into the wrestling. You know, you said this has sort of come from isolation life, quarantine with COVID-19. A uh, big thing that I've seen, especially on my Facebook feed and Twitter and whatnot, is people doing their top 10 albums that influenced them. Have you sort of seen that uh, happening on your feeds? Top 10 albums? Uh, yeah, I've seen like a lot. I've just so many top 10, top five lists for like everything, right? It's all been a reflection of like what we're all into, which is kind of cool. What musical influences do you have? I mean, what do you draw to? uh yeah i mean i'm kind of all over the place like uh i love the beatles i love kanye west i love you know that kind of like um 50s and 60s uh kind of sound i love everything i love you know a little bit i love punk rock i love the misfits you know i Mm. I mean i'm kind of like all over the place i mean they're they're really there's no um i just like music you know I, i i it just, you know, whatever I'm into or whatever mood I'm feeling, I just kind of go off of that, you know. In the gym, I, you know, some, I'm weird. In the gym, I'll listen to like, you know, like 80s music sometimes, you know, like and like slow 80s music. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, uh, I don't know. For the hip hop stuff, I, I really am influenced by by Kanye and his older stuff, especially just because like, uh, you know, him, him. You know, I thought it was so cool to him, you know, crafting the beat, crafting the music, as well as, you know, writing the lyrics 
and you know performing it as well rapping it i think that that's kind of always been uh something that uh, i'm i'm into because i kind of started making the beats first uh for fun and then i started rapping on them because i couldn't really find anybody to rap on them so i was like i'll rap on them you know I reckon if we can somehow get Kanye West involved, maybe like, you know, get him to manage you or something, you walk you down the aisle at the next Wrestle Kingdom. Do you reckon that's a possibility? <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> I would love it, though. That would be fucking dope as hell. Um, but uh, as they always say, never say never. Yeah, yeah, you never know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it'd definitely be some crazy art stuff, you know, because he'd, like, come up with some crazy-ass fucking you know, entrance, you know, that would be fucking awesome. So, but yeah, great inspiration for maybe the re- next Russell Kingdom. Another sort of wrestler who's, uh, does a bit of rap and a bit of hip hop is, uh, Enzo. Could there potentially be a, uh, an eight mile rap battle off, uh, with you guys maybe? <laughs> I think he would kill me in the rap battle part. Uh, but I would definitely like to do some kind of song with him. I think he's a dope rapper. I think he's a great writer. Uh, his stuff is really witty. I would love to, you know, maybe produce a track for him and, uh, you know, do the beat and do the, you know, maybe do the hook or something. But, uh, yeah, I would love that. I would love to work at Enzo. Enzo's a cool dude, man. Here in Australia, um, I guess our restrictions are uh, being, you know, uh, lifted or eased a bit. Uh, the AFL and the NRL uh, major sporting codes, they're starting to come back. Uh, any word, I guess, with yourself and the guys at New Japan? Obviously, WWE being a powerhouse, they've just pretty much just kept going through and through, but obviously with empty uh, arenas or just at the performance centre. Uh, anything on the horizon with New Japan getting back into, I guess, some form of normality? Well, uh, you know, our, our president and CEO, uh, Harold May, just uh, released a statement about two days ago or so. Um, and I, I think the way that New Japan has handled the whole thing is they're, you know, they've they've been top notch, uh, you know, really in the way that they've handled it. And, you know, they haven't rushed back into anything. They're really, uh, you know, paying attention to what's going on. And, and making sure that the staff and the wrestlers are, you know, the number one priority is their safety, right? Um, mm. So so the, there hasn't been any jump to be like, we have to do empty arena matches. We have to do, you know, uh, get back to it. Of course, there's a want to and, and, and everything, but I think they're exploring all options, you know, first. Uh, obviously, you know, they... they uh, the Kidami who owns New Japan as well, Bushi Road, the parent company of New Japan. He and Tanahashi and a bunch of other representatives from uh, all all of the Japanese uh, wrestling companies, male and female. They all uh, appealed to the Japanese government to kind of help them out, and they would also, uh, you know, appeal for tests. You know, when they were uh, not an emergency and they became available, could they be some of the first people to possibly get tests? So that they could start doing uh, wrestling shows, especially, you know, for these smaller companies and independent wrestlers who weren't able to, you know, who aren't really able to make any income right now. Right. Mm. So um, I thought that was really cool. So I just think the way they've handled it is great. I don't think that there's a necessary like necessary like a date or set or anything. I think they're just kind of watching the situation kind of unfold. And as testing becomes available and other things become available that will make uh the situation safer for the wrestlers and the staff then i think then uh then you know that's when we'll be back you know up and running 
and you know there's a good possibility it'll it'll probably start with empty arena masters because you know that's uh you know safety protocol for the fans and as well as the the wrestlers and staff yet again a big thing which was i guess from the fans which was looked at really negatively with the wwe when they did a, a a mass batch of releasing WWE talent as a as a wrestler yourself obviously not with WWE but was there a bit of a fear in your mind thinking wow I might be let go from like a new Japan if things get real tight or I mean what was your how what was your reaction I guess to that well I, I you know super sad for you know the guys and their families who who and the gals who got let go from from WWE you know I mean you just hate to see that happen. I mean, I know that there's a lot going on, but you would think that and hope that a big company like that would be able to keep uh, as much talent and, and staff and, and people, you know, on payroll. But, you know, it seems like there's some other things at, uh, at work there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say, you know, that New Japan hasn't released any wrestlers or, or, or furloughed any, any wrestlers. And, you know, that, that's obviously not the plan to do so anytime uh soon you know so I, i'm just i'm happy and fortunate that uh you know that we're still you know have we still employed and we have a job and and staff members still have jobs and their families you know i think that that's kind of like the more the priority you know because new japan even though it's a big company it's not a massive company like WWE. it's not a massive corporation so it's really like a family you know more than 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 i would say like a big corporate company like wwe whether they try to say that they're a family or not you know but i i think you know when it's a smaller tighter knit group you know you you really are trying to look out for each other and especially that knowing that this is uh you know not something that's going to last forever either you know so we we make some cuts and things you know i'm sure they made cuts and things there where they had to you know and uh you know for certain things to keep you know things going and but you know we're i know new japan was doing really good business uh you know up until then so you know we're thankful for that and thankful for all the fans who who still support by buying merchandise and you know new, there's a subscriptions are doing still really well for new japan world which is important and that you know everybody's working really hard to bring content uh to new japan world so people uh, we'll still have stuff to watch, whether it be old matches, new shows, and, and, and all kinds of stuff, to, you know, really trying to stay interactive and uh, with the New Japan Pro Wrestling Together project. And I think it's been cool. It's kind of been, you know, this uh, solidarity between everybody kind of coming together and, 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 and working hard to keep this thing uh, moving, you know, because we've, we've all worked and given so much blood, sweat, and tears over the last years, you know. To, to build New Japan to where it is and, you know, the, you know, the success that it's had and, you know, it's in its most uh, profitable uh, years. Uh, so, you know, uh, why, you know, we don't, we don't want to lose that, you know, none of the wrestlers, uh, staff members, you know, behind the scenes people, you know, we, we work hard to, and we love New Japan. Absolutely. And I guess with this ISO time, not only have you been working on a hip hop rap uh, EP and doing funny TikTok videos, uh, have you had any time to chat to your best friend, Okada-san? Uh, yeah, I, I texted with him uh, actually just a couple of days ago because I was watching the um, the Chaos Roundtable that they did. So it was like Yano, Ishii, Sho and Yo, Yoshihashi, Goto, and, uh, and Okada. And so they kind of did like a Zoom uh, round table, which was really fun. And, and it's all subtitled in, in English, but I, I, you know, I haven't really 
I've been on the road with these guys for years, you know, so I see them every day. And uh, and then when I watched that video, I started to really miss all of them. I was like, oh, man, I miss these guys. <laughs> uh, you know, it's as as happy as I am to be home with my family and, you know, spending time with them. I was like, damn, I miss these guys. OK. You know, so I, I started texting to Okada and I was just telling how much I was laughing and enjoying uh, them making fun of Osprey and stuff. <laughs> well, how come uh, how come you weren't included in that Zoom? You're technically uh, a member of Chaos, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it becomes difficult when it's, I think, you know, Japanese and English, you know? Yeah. Uh, obviously, I, you know, so I don't speak uh, Japanese. And, you know, most of the guys don't really speak English to maybe handle a, a Zoom conversation, you know? So, but, uh, yeah, I would love to do one. You know, maybe me, Robbie, and, and Will can do one in the future. And Mikey or something like that. Mikey Nichols, that'd be cool. New Japan, uh, I really sort of gravitated towards New Japan when Chris Jericho uh, challenged Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 12, and I haven't looked back since. And one thing, I guess, was the the dynamic of the commentating team, which then was Don Callis and uh, Kevin Kelly. Um, that's kind of gone through a few changes. Um, the likes of yourself, uh, Australia's own Gino Gambino, uh, and uh, the is it Chris Charlton from England? I think he's sort of uh, in there yeah, as well. The, yeah, he's from the UK. He's like our uh, he's our our guy with who has all the facts. He's like a human encyclopedia of of New Japan yeah. facts and and a great writer as well. And I think um, obviously you know when you had such a good a great duo with Don Callis and Kevin Kelly, I think you guys have bounced back pretty well, including the likes of yourself. I mean, is commentating is that something that you want to see post wrestling career, or how do you see that uh, with doing that with New Japan? Yeah, right now I'm really enjoying you know just kind of doing um, some big shows uh, throughout the year, you know because obviously you know the 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 clock is 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 counting down, you know. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm 37. I've still got, you know, quite a few years left. But, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to be an in-ring performer forever. So I, I want to, you know, that's my main priority, of course. Um, and, but you know, secondary to that, you know, I do want to keep working on the craft of, of being a commentator and working with Kevin, and, and get, you know, just, I, I think I've grown a lot since I first you know stepped into the booth with the with with kevin and i just like to continue i I love doing the g1 because i'm a massive you know i'm still a massive fan and uh those g1 matches are just insanity and you know the uh the crowd and and just the feeling and and what it really feels like you're watching like something important like the olympics or the world series or you know something like that where you're following it every day and you're like talking about it and you're excited about it so i I love being a part of that um i'd like to do the g1 you know every year from now on you know but you know i still want to wrestle so you know i still want to be in the super junior so you know i don't you know I, i feel i can call a super junior you know 10 years from now you know Look, you, you say that now, but uh, when you're commentating and you see the likes of a Suzuki son uh, absolutely beating the crap out of someone, you're probably there going, you know what? I might just stick to commentating. You know what? The the table's scary too, man. Those guys are always messing with me, so it, it really doesn't matter. 
you know? <laughs> um, you were speaking with uh, Jack Bonza on the uh, Pro Wrestling Audio with Jack Bonza um, about speaking with Eric Bischoff. Uh, I've had the the pleasure to speak to Eric Bischoff when he was promoting a, uh, an Australian tour for his podcast. It was uh, absolutely amazing. But one thing you kind of thanked him for was the WCW Cruiserweight division. Um, why do you think that that division, or at least that WCW incarnation of the Cruiserweight division, uh, is still held in such high regard today? I think because it, uh, you know, it was the first one, and it kind of really broke those walls down, and uh, they did a really good job of, of, you know, creating like an eclectic uh, talent pool, you know, as well from, you know, all kinds of wrestlers from all over, and uh, and and it was like a featured thing on the show, you know, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like secondary to the main product or anything like that, you know, like it was like a highlight on the main product. So I think that, you know, that's what I think maybe why it hasn't been as successful, uh, you know, in in the more like recent incarnation is just because it doesn't really feel like it's really a highlight on on the main product. It feels like, oh, you're just, it's back to being like, oh, it's just a cruiserweight. Oh, it's, you know what I'm saying? It feels like it's secondary, third tier, fourth, tier i don't know i I, i'm i'm not a fan of that because i think that you know obviously wrestling has changed and you know a lot of smaller guys are are in the main events and stuff like that but if you're gonna have this cruiserweight thing you might as well highlight the hell out of it everybody should be highlighted you know in in trying to create uh the product and and, you know and, and as a whole you know so that you know you've got all kinds of fans coming and watching uh you know from these cars from top to bottom and getting something diverse from each match. You know, you can only do that by highlighting the matches and highlighting what's going on in the ring. They haven't done it for uh, quite some time. Uh, the Cruiserweight uh, Classic. Uh, was there ever any uh, contact between you and WWE for that? Um, yeah, there was a moment that I wasn't signed with New Japan uh, in a contract, in a full-time contract. And, uh, you know, they had expressed to me you know, that they were interested in me possibly being the Cruiserweight Classic. So they invited me to a tryout at the Performance Center. It was like, I think Kevin Owens was there, Roderick Strong. Um, it was years ago. Uh, so I did that. And then, you know, basically they, you know, they did offer me kind of, uh, you know, it wasn't a, a, a full paper offer, you know, but there was a verbal offer of, of sorts with a, uh, you know, possibly doing, um, some work as a coach part-time and also we, and, and, and being a part-time uh, wrestler and starting with the Cruiserweight Classic. But uh, I decided that that was uh, not really a, a right step in the right direction for me at that moment. And, uh, you know, I decided to sign with New Japan full-time. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very happy with making that, that, uh, that decision at this moment. The other big player in the States, at least, uh, AEW. I mean, we've seen the likes of uh, Lance Archer. He's made the jump over there. Is that something, uh, you know, not necessarily that you would, you know, like to be on the AEW roster? Or, I mean, is there, could you entertain that? Or could there be potentially more of a working relationship with New Japan and AEW? Um, you know, working relationship, never say never, you know. I, I think that there's um, both sides could benefit from some kind of relationship. But uh, me personally, you know, I think I'm a New Japan lifer for the, you know, for the most part. I've, I've spent an enormous amount of my career here, 
and uh, I really love the company. I re- I love the people that I work with, and you know, like they they are like family, and it would be hard to to give that up. And the, you know, really, the company's been so good to me, uh, you know, and so good to my family. Like, I don't know, you know, it's it's re- it's the best company I've ever worked for, you know, and I've worked for pretty much everybody, you know, uh, so. I don't know. It'd be, that would be a tough one, you know. So, and I just, and I love the product. I love how they present it. I love how, uh, you know, the wrestlers are treated, and you know, they re- they're treated, you know, above and beyond, you know, and and just the culture in Japan, and how people, you know, they there's no looking down on wrestling. You know, people look up to it. They think that you know, being a, pro- a professional wrestler is is an important thing uh, as a part of like society. I, uh, it'd be hard to leave that and give that up. I, I really enjoy working with that. And, and I feel like most people who, who have worked for New Japan, I would say like 99% say the same thing. Now, uh, here's my really bad uh, Vince McMahon impersonation. So say they got you in a room there. All right, so Rocky, uh, we're going we're gonna to write a check and you can write anything you want on it. But uh, we just need to change your name to Ricky and uh, we're going to have you in polka dots. <laughs> Are we saying how much? <laughs> what well, would I do? well, Vince, Vince is going to let you write how much on the check. Would I do it? Is yours asking what's the what's the what's the actual question? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just me being stupid. But I tell you what, <laughs> let's let's keep the fun vibes going. Got a little game here called Sneaky or Freaky. Whoa. Okay. Do you accept? <sighs> I guess I'll do it for the viewers. Yes, I accept. <laughs> All right. So there is no really right or wrong answers, but I'm going to give you a name or a subject, and you just have to say whether it's sneaky or freaky. Okay. All right. Little Red Riding Hood. Freaky. Oh, freaky. Okay. Yeah. A silk. Sneaky. Sneaky. I, I was trying to see if you were going to do a freak me, baby. Oh, freak <laughs> me, baby. Uh, the Repo Man. Is it sneaky or snaky? What we say? Sneaky or freaky? Okay, sneaky, sneaky. The Repo Man is very sneaky. Carol Baskin. Sneaky. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Freaky. You've been watching the uh, Last Dance, uh, the the yeah. documentary. Yeah, I'm like three in. Uh, I just watched the Rodman stuff when like Rod when they were talking about Rodman. You know, starting with the partying and him going to, you know, Vegas or whatever for 24 hours or 48 hours, whatever his vacation was. <laughs> That's been great. I need to I need to get back on it, though. Silence of the Lambs. Freaky. Mariah Carey. Freaky. <laughs> <laughs> and to wrap it up, Yano. Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Romero, thank you very much for playing Sneaky or Freaky. And uh, just a reminder, your new track, Someday, it is coming out May 22nd. I believe people, can they pre-order this on Spotify or they can get themselves on a list? What's the deal? Yeah, yeah. So basically right now, uh, you know, you can pre-order it on iTunes and Google Play um, or you can pre-save it. If you're a Spotify person, you can pre-save it on there. And uh, I've got a link if you want to go to my Twitter or my Instagram, uh, my Twitter is at Azuka Rock, A-Z-U-C-A-R-R-O-C. And uh, you can, there's a link on there. You can hit it. Boom. You can pre-save it. Pre-saving helps me out a ton. Probably helped me out get, getting on some, some really cool playlists and stuff like that. And just, you know, create some really awesome, uh, 
traction for the for the track. So uh, if you could do that, I would, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm also following people who post their uh, if they pre-save it and they post the screenshot, I'll follow you. And uh, maybe uh, maybe you might need to do something on the TikTok as well. What do we reckon? At Zuka Rock, A Z U C A R R O C. You can find my my sweet ass TikTok. Uh, I got some more stuff coming. I'm brewing it right now, you know, because now I have to come back with like something really good because the last one was so good. So <laughs> I'm working on it. And uh, yeah, you can follow me on there. It's a lot of fun. So keep your ears peeled. May 22nd, that is when Rocky Romero's track someday is going to be hitting the interwebs all out there. Get on it. Uh, pre-order it or do the, the follow thing on Spotify. And uh, Rocky will follow you back on the tweets. But uh, thanks so much for having a chat to us, Rocky. Greatly appreciate it. And hopefully when all this COVID-19 coronavirus stuff has uh, died down, we can get you back out to Australia with the guys from New Japan or even just get you out here by yourself and perhaps we can organise a tour or some form of uh, shindig. Yeah, I would love to come back with all the boys from New Japan. And uh, last time, uh, last year was so much fun and whatever the year before that was, was it the year before or two years before? That was amazing too. So I can't wait. You're hoping to make all the stops, you know? Rocky, all the best, my friend. Keep safe over there in LA and uh, hopefully we'll see you in a New Japan ring or on the commentary table very soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Y'all be safe. He's got him in the corner and here we go. 